Thank you for calling to Pozzuan Associates Insurance Services. Please hold while we connect you to a representative. All calls may be recorded for quality and assurance purposes. Good afternoon, DNA Insurance. I'm going to speak to Alex, please. Who am I speaking with? Uh, it's Joey Jingola. Joey. And you said your last name, I'm sorry? Jingola. All right. One moment, please. Thank you. Dopazo and Associates Insurance Services appreciates your call. Please stay on the Mr. Jingola. Alex, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing all right, buddy. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. like anything there's an underwriting process to it so we started building out information and reaching those specific niches we have like say 15 or 20 different silos where it keeps it coming and we're getting about 60 60 to 100 leads a month completed forms uh, online a month from those different silos that sounds pretty nice that was my buddy Alex DePazzo of DePazzo and Associates in beautiful Miami Florida talking about well hey 50 to 100 leads a month through those different niches, silos. It's not just one, it's not just two, it's a handful of, of different, very specific, very targeted areas of business that they want to compete directly in and really just take names, basically what is happening. And that's the nice thing about doing the work up front of going after things that are attainable and letting those people find you is that it's just, over and over and over again every month and you really didn't have to do anything new in a lot of the cases it's just 50 leads this month 50 leads next month 50 leads the month after that because again people are constantly refreshing constantly looking constantly finding and that is what's possible if you take the time to really just figure out this very small step, right? What is that small step? It's, I think, what's the headline? How to do uh, amazing insurance keyword research, right? This is something that sounds terribly boring on the surface and sometimes maybe more overly complex than it is necessarily made out to be or actually really is in the real world. And this is, in my opinion, where the art meets the science and marketing. And I don't necessarily have the answer that is perfect for you. But again, the ideas and the concepts are the same and it's really up to you to kind of overlay this through your own lens, through your own little insurance kind of ambitions and goals and dreams and, and desires and all of those fun things. This is, like, this, is, this is the thing that is gonna make all of that possible. And you know, there's a lot of fancy tools. There's a lot of, you know, I don't know, opinions i guess as to what keyword research is and looks like but this is just an example of alex's kind of success of again targeting very specific silos as he calls them niches it's not just one it's not just two it's a handful of them that combine to generate between 100 or between 50 and 100 leads a month now again this conversation is a little over a year old so i haven't really actually checked with alex on his updated numbers 
but that's what was happening as of them being in this process, in the thick of this thing, after multiple years of just really targeting and focusing, but that is what is possible on their side. The really the only question that is left though is, why'd you do it, Alex? What we did was we started looking for, if it had a high paper click rate, we didn't go for it, period, because we just, we, we, we weren't going to try to compete. We didn't have a billion dollars to compete for personal auto insurance, Florida. So, you know, we, we, we stayed away from everything like that. What we started looking for were keywords uh, within insurance that had um, between 100 and 1,000 searches a month that we could build additional keywords from and uh, that when we Googled them, insurance agencies weren't there. Listen, Alex, I don't know that I necessarily need your excuses of not having a billion dollars because, I mean, let's be honest. It's just, I mean, it's only going to take maybe half of a billion dollars. If we're really getting down to it, if we're really nitpicking, just half a billion. I just, I'm kidding. <laughs> Obviously, yes. This is so simple and so brilliant. It just, it seems obvious, right? But, you know, Alex says, hey, listen, we're, we're not going to target high pay-per-click things because they don't want to compete. It f he feels like they're oversaturated. It's, it's too much competition. But what they're going to do is, is they're going to target things that are smaller, less searched, less on the radar of billion-dollar ad budgets. And they're going to not only do that, but they're going to take it a step further. They're going to actually do the Googling themselves, and they're going to see, hey, well, is anybody else... Is anybody else showing up? Now, in Alex's case, in most of the insurance, let's say commercial insurance world, there's a good chance that there's not going to be anything there because there's just not a ton of people across the country creating this type of content. So that's the good news. Even if there is, right? Even if you're in something that is more competitive, whatever you do see there, all that is is a benchmark for what you need to create that's better. And if you are able to execute that properly, then you will eventually find your way to the top. You just have to outdo that post that is currently sitting there, whether it's with you know uh, deeper, richer knowledge, information, whether that's with a video, whether that's with you know a couple you know very strategic or you know highly valuable backlinks uh, in that you know related space and all that good stuff. There's a lot of different ways that you can go ahead and, and, and leapfrog that existing piece of content, and it might actually take uh, not nearly as long as you think. So, again, so simple, so brilliant in the fact that, hey, listen, this is where the art and the science of the thing that I mentioned kind of come into play, right? It's figuring out a way to make this work and relatable in your industry. You know, nobody told Alex that, Hey, let's Google those things and see if somebody is showing up. And again, even if they were, like I said, it's not that big of a deal, but it's the art. It's the idea of, of figuring out a way to, to make it, make it work for your agency because it is. And I think this is probably one of the, the toughest things to kind of get past is, is there's there's oftentimes this desire for a bullet point list, a step-by-step -step instruction that goes from not successful to ultra successful. And again, if only those bullet points, uh, you know, led the way. And sometimes they do. It's just a matter of actually following them and doing the work. But sometimes there are subtle nuances that 
are slight variances of your specific agency and, and the lines of business and just how you do things, your your you know, your area, your your geographic territory, if you will. Though there are nuances that you know need to be interpreted, that need to be translated, that need to be accounted for to really make sure that you're going to fine-tune this thing to be the most successful that it can be. But I think it would help just a little bit more if we really knew what types of things, what types of keywords were working. Things like uh, tree trimmer insurance, things like workers' compensation, believe it or not, in Florida. You know, there, there's a ton of, of, uh, of companies trying to sell, but very few companies actually give just simple information, links to the state exemptions and, and other types of things like that. So, you know, it's actually, I mean, that's actually one of our more active uh, pages. Things like boat repair insurance. We looked for things that we had simple products for, general liability, uh, commercial property, and other places that, that people, uh, agencies uh, tend to fail at. You know, I've gotten some really, really nice accounts from the commercial property page. Would you imagine that? And uh, now there was two very, very key points in what Alex said, I don't know if you picked up on them. Uh, there are a lot of people. Let's let's go with the first one. That's a good place to start. There's a lot of people that are selling, but not providing simple, useful information. I repeat, there's a lot of people selling, but not a lot of people providing simple and useful information or helpful information. It's one of the big, 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 big keys right there. And back to keyword research and SEO and things like that is people feel like it's some sort of gamification of the system to where it's like, hey, I'm going to rig that slot machine to come up all cherries every single time I pull the lever. And that's not really, that's not really what it is. It's not, hey, how can I get the, how can I rig the system so my sales pitch is always, is always in their face. And and that's again to Alex's point. You know, they weren't necessarily looking to do that. It's we we're looking to gain trust, provide information, give links to the necessary, you know, third parties that need to be involved in this process. We're going to be your guide, your resource, your rock, the shoulder to cry on, uh, the person to high five. That is going to be us throughout this process, and we're, we're not going to be the guy that is just selling you. And oh, that is oh so important. It is definitely one of the most important things to make any of this work. It doesn't matter how good your keyword research is, because if you rank, nothing guarantees that you're going to be a decent enough human being for somebody to actually want to do business with you. So there are multiple variables here that need to be accounted for. One, your ability to merge the art and science of the whole thing, and to be an above average, decent human being, preferably um, you know, just being like an actually great to good or good to great. That's probably better person to where it's, it's apparent that you are the only person that they want to do business with. That's kind of the underlying tone of this keyword research that has to be there to make things possible. And then the other important thing, and again, this is, is also important. I'm glad he said it and brought it up because again, just flying right past this, this part of the whole thing. Again, having great keyword research, again, great driving traffic and leads to said keywords and research, you know, whatever, uh, is not only do you have simple information that's helpful, you also have simple products that you can manage, that you have markets for, that you can do something with this business. Now, whether it's 
simple or not, I guess it's really relative and up to you to decide what that means. But what it means to me and what Alex said is that, hey, we're going to be mindful of the types of business and products that we ultimately want to navigate in these waters because we feel that if they are simple, then we're going to have you know, kind of a higher efficiency rating on them. We're going to be able to push people through. We're going to be able to approach it differently than maybe something that doesn't. And the, the marriage of the product and the marketing and the market, I guess, from the, the access standpoint of do you have the companies to place the business with if you're going to target it? Do you have enough places, I should say, to place the business if it's going to come? Those are all so many great questions. And I don't know, again, it's just that I, that mindset, that intentionality, I think that's a word, in approaching the keyword research, that whole process that will completely set you apart and the success that you will probably see because uh, if all of those things align oh so nicely, then you're able to attract something that maybe others discounted or just tossed aside, then you're going to be able uh, to provide information in a way that others in your area are not and or can't or unwilling. And then lastly, you're willing to approach that process from an efficiency standpoint of saying, listen, we can do this good and fast and better than anybody. And that is also what is going to make us stand out above everything else. And that's it, man. That's it. That's the, it's the, the beginning, the middle and end of what it takes to have an amazing insurance keyword strategy. It's not rocket science. It's just actually thinking through the things that you know, people would actually want to need to know that isn't being, you know, paid up a billion dollars. And then once you have them there, the only thing that you really need to focus on is continuing to provide that helpful information, to build that trust, and to really do it as best as you can. We've officially now entered one of the most depressing times of the year from my youth, and that is back to school. There was nothing ever, in my opinion, worse than the, the, the week or two leading up to going back to school and the actual week or two of being back to school. So terrible. However, I have a brand new appreciation for the terribleness that is being a parent in this environment and still just kind of enjoying being like treating the teacher kind of like the, the enemy. Enemy strong words, but I'm like the parent. I was like, I'm not supposed to be friends with you. I don't know. Just my thing. But the thing that I don't look forward to now, really in any capacity, is the level of guilt that I am kind of, that is forced upon me in this back to school environment where everything that is sent home that my child has created or, or done, more so in preschool, I think, maybe than in like higher forms of education, I guess in some ways, but it's just everything piece of like paper, hand traced, paint dab on a, a whatever, this guilt that this, this, this stuff needs to be somehow archived and documented for some type of future usage. And it's just overwhelming at some point because it's just endless stream of stuff that is, I mean, more, let's be honest, mediocre. I mean, if we're going to be honest, it's just, hey, that's great. And of course, our, our children are fantastic people, 
most of the time, and we just want to want to want to appreciate everything they do. But the, this guilt that it's just constantly, what do you do with it? Eventually, I think I think eventually we all just get to the point where we're gonna look at it for 30 seconds, and then it's just it's gotta go in the garbage because there's time for that. I don't know. Maybe you do. Maybe I'm a terrible parent. I'm not sure. All of these things could be very true. I just don't know. I'm curious. I need to know. I need some parental support on this one. JoeyAgencyNation.com. What's the official ruling? Do we do we throw these things away? Do we, do we keep them? Do we outsource? Is this like a whole other industry? Like like some sort of like scanning and archiving and like appreciatizing? That's not a word uh, of the thing that they're doing. I'm just curious. Does it exist? There might be already a business somewhere. I feel like there should be a business somewhere in California around this of where people just drop off their kids like homework to a company and it just gets archived for them to like, I don't know, like play for them like on a mural or something. Like all the amazing, I feel like this is like one big participation trophy. I don't know. Anyways, if you want to appreciate your own work in your agency, head on over to agencynation.com slash university. That's probably the best place to go to learn. And we can send homework home, maybe to your boss, or if you're the boss, to you. And you guys can decide if you want to keep it all or not. I don't know. Seems like a decent thing. agencynation.com slash university.